Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Suspense. And the producer of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, the master of mystery and adventure, William N. Robeson. It has been more than 60 years since a New England lady named Charlotte Perkins Gilman wrote a story called The Yellow Wallpaper. Since then, this tale of almost unbearable horror has firmly established itself as one of American literature's greatest tales of terror, ranked by the aficionados of the macabre, along with the telltale heart and the pit and the pendulum of Edgar Allan Poe. When you combine such a great story with the great talent of the first lady of suspense, Miss Agnes Moorhead, you may be sure of an uneasy and unsettling half hour. Turn down the lights then and listen. Turn down the lights so you can't see the pattern of your wallpaper as Agnes Moorhead stars in the yellow wallpaper, which begins in exactly one minute. wallpaper in my life. All those strangled heads and bulbous eyes and fungus growth seem to shriek with derision. When we came to this house, the minute I saw it, I made up my mind secretly to start writing again in spite of them. But I don't dare let John know I'm keeping this journal. It's difficult being married to a doctor. John's an excellent doctor, I'm sure, but he's so inconsistent about me. He says I'm not really sick, that I'm only a little run down from caring for the baby, that I have a temporary nervous depression, and so he forbids me to write a word. 
But writing is such a relief to my mind. I can write down things, tell things here that... No, John says I'm not to brood about those things. I confess they make me feel badly, so I'll only write about the house. I saw it for the first time today, the most beautiful place. John rented it for the summer, and we drove up today, a perfect June morning. The bay and the white sails and people already in swimming. And then the shaded lane and the old-fashioned flower garden and the gnarly trees and the house. The house standing alone in the summer stillness. I could never tell John, but you know the house spoke to me. It was only because he rattled on so that I couldn't hear what it said. Reminded me of those English places you read about. And at only 200 a month. Gardener's cottage and everything. Hedges and walls and gates that lock. And there's a ghost in it. Remember, I rented it just for you. And you're going to let Jenny do all the work while you live the life of Riley. Do you like it, darling? Do you? Yes. Yes, it's lovely. But strange as though it might be haunted. Darling. <laughs> You've got that look on your face again. That oh. dopey look. Well, Jenny's home. There's a station wagon. And if I know my dear sister, she's already turned the place inside out and cleaned it top to bottom. John, is it haunted, do you think? What? The house? Yes. At 200 a month? <laughs> That's asking too much of faith. Come on. Hop out. Then why is it rented so cheaply? And why hasn't anyone lived in it for such a long time? Well, I'd call it luck if I believed in luck. There is something strange about the house. I feel it. Now, stop imagining things. I'm not imagining one reason I don't get well is that you don't believe me. You don't even believe I'm sick. You tell my friends and relatives I've heard you that there's nothing wrong with me. There isn't anything wrong with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't cry. Come along. Let's go inside. And so I came into this house in tears. It was wrong. It was all wrong. Maybe the house saw me crying. Or this room. I got so unreasonably angry with John. I shouldn't, I know. He's so careful and loving, and I repay him so badly. I should control myself. At least in front of him. But it makes me so tired not to show what I feel. My sister-in-law, Jenny, met us at the door. Naturally, she saw I'd been crying. We shook pains to ignore it. Well, hello. You two are early. You must have started at the crack of dawn. How was the trip? Made it in less than two hours. Yeah, well, I like peas in a pod, Jenny and John. Both efficient and kind. How did you bear up, pet? Very well. Thank you, Jenny. I must say you look both very well. Both kind and both somehow cruel. But I don't really think that. You're in time for lunch. I brought a flounder down at the wharf and cooked it with capers and cream. Sound good? Wonderful, Jenny. May I see the house first? The whole brand tour? Pet, the flower will be cooked to death. Well, at least my room. Our room? All right, if you insist. There's a vicious spoil. Don't blame me. Why would I blame her? Whose room is this, Jenny? Yours? Yes. It's small, but it's near the door and the telephone. Oh, John? John, look, let's take this one for you and me. I love those roses over the window. I've already put your things upstairs, Pet. A little porch and such pretty old-fashioned chintz hanging. You'll like the room upstairs. You can see there's not room for two beds. And I won't hear of being in separate rooms. John, John and I talked it over. 
room at the top of the house has so many windows. And you must absorb lots of fresh air, darling, to get back your appetite. They smother me with concern. They crush me with kindness. Come along. There's a good girl. All right. You know what's best. Oh, you'll like the nursery. It's got loads of sunshine. Up the steep, narrow stairs. Two stories up to the very top of the house. I told myself over and over I mustn't be angry. They mean so well for me. But I'm not to have thoughts or feelings, likes or dislikes. I'm to do what they say because they know what's best. I'm not to cry. I'm not to have dreams or fancies. Up. Up the steep, winding stairs to the top. There's a gate at the top that locks. I wonder why. And beyond the gate is the nursery room. This room. It is big and airy. Nearly a whole floor with windows that look every way. They say it was a nursery. But what was it? Really? Open the mall, Jenny. Why? Well, darling? Why are the windows barred? Well, that's for little children. Otherwise, it wouldn't be safe. Yes. Children climb around so, don't they? What are those rings and things in the wall? Oh? Well, I expect they made it into a gymnasium when the children were older. A sort of playroom. How they must have hated the wallpaper. <laughs> they were rough on it, that's for sure. The way they've torn it off in patches. I don't blame them. It's hideous. Oh, who wants to look at wallpaper with this view? You can see the whole bay. It's a revolting color. Sun clean. It's such a... Such a sickish yellow there where the sun faded in. Now, now, darling, you must be hungry. I know you're tired. I'm not tired. Why do you both act this way? I say the wallpapers are doing you look at each other. Your eyes shuffle back and forth and suddenly you both act as though I'd lost my... Darling. That was something we weren't going to say. Be a good girl, pet. We don't act anyway. We only want you not to worry. We want you to be well. That's all they want. John laughs at me, of course, but one expects that in marriage. And he says I have foolish fancies. And he sometimes can talk them away, but not this time. No matter what he says. 